0: This is Becoming, a podcast for teens and young adults. Episode 60, Random and Slightly Odd Acts of Kindness with Brandon Moss.
1: Hi there, and welcome to Becoming, a podcast for teens and young adults, where together we are becoming more than we are and who we were always meant to be.
0: Each episode will feature different topics to enhance your growth, help you see the world differently, and discover who you really want to become.
1: We are your hosts, Tani Beardall and Erica Peterson. We will be interviewing guests with unique experiences and experts in different fields to help us get the most out of each episode.
0: We found a great new resource for teens that you need to hear about. Teen Job Prep is the perfect tool for any teen looking to find a part-time job. They have an awesome resume builder that is so easy to use. I was able to go through it using some qualifications I remembered from my high school days, and in just a few minutes, I had a beautiful professional resume ready to go. It prompts you so that you don't miss anything that you should have put on that resume. You can edit, and create as many resumes as you want. And even more amazing was their video training that covered everything you'll need to know from A to Z of getting the right job to keeping it. Click on the link in the show notes or go to teenjobprep.com and use the code BECOMING to get 10% off. Today we have a awesome guest. This is the first time that we're getting to talk to you, Brandon, but We heard a story from your wife we actually met your wife Cammie at a podcasting retreat and we were just all sharing stories and we were really inspired by a story that she shared with us and then we had to reach out to you to ask you to come and talk to us today. Brandon welcome to Becoming. we're so excited to have you today.
2: Thanks for having me excited to be here.
1: Okay, for this Christmas season, we're really trying to focus our episodes on seeing others and helping them to feel loved. So this story is about Brandon when he was a teen, and to set the stage, will you just kind of tell us about what your high school experience was like?
2: Yeah, um, it's funny because I talked to my wife a lot about my high school years and being a teenager, and I feel like I had just one of the funnest high school experiences ever. I grew up in Springville, Utah, kind of a smaller town and just had like a really, really good group of friends. We just were kind of goofballs that tried to have a lot of fun. It was like things where we'd like take a trash can from like our parents' home and like go up to a hill and try to roll each other down the hill or (laughs) um, just funny stuff. So one night we had a girl that like a few of my friends liked and we thought it'd be really funny if we got a refrigerator box and put the box in front of her porch and we called it Moss in the Box. So my last name is Moss, and so I went inside the box. We were going to, like, do, like, a jack and box surprise to her when, like, she opened up the door. But then, I don't know, for whatever reason, she went to, like, this hockey game. So I was out in the cold for two hours waiting for her.
1: <laughs> you did not I mean, wait that long. <laughs> we did. We just were hanging out,
2: and I was just freezing, and all my friends are in this car that's, like, heated just stuff like that we did so <laughs> just wait um,
1: man
0: just wait <laughs> just come yeah. any minute <laughs> um,
2: you are a patient man that shows <laughs> me something just other stuff that was fun we didn't even have like a mascot so some of my friends decided it'd be funny to like be our own mascots we actually sewed we went to one of my friends moms and like figured out how to like sew like a couple flags we ran like the flags around every time we scored a touchdown one time we had some friends uh that had their sisters who were cheerleaders and they still had like their cheerleading costumes. And so we decided okay, it'd be funny to dress up as the cheerleaders and go give them a cheer one day when they were practicing early morning. And so just like funny <laughs> stuff like that. It was just fun, good, kind of funny things we did. But uh, just was, it was just fun. We got a really good group of friends.
0: I love it. I love anybody who's creative with making their own entertainment. That's just my favorite kind of friends to have. So I love that.
1: And it sounds like you guys didn't take yourselves too seriously. You just really looked for fun instead of just trying to look like you're cool and you've got it all together. You were looking to have fun all the time.
2: Yeah, that's why I think it was interesting because honestly, like in junior high, I think most of us and I think most people that are in junior high are actually trying to like figure out how to be cool. I'll be honest, that's how I was. I was just trying to figure out how to look cool, be with the cool friends. And you know, really, that's my main focus. And then somehow I just realized that that wasn't really making me happy. And I think Just for whatever reason, my friends were kind of the same way. And that's when we kind of changed in high school. And it just really changed the way, like, I think my whole teenage experience was, which is because we didn't take ourselves too serious. And because of that, I think we had a lot of fun because of it.
0: I love that. So before we get into a few of these stories, since we're focusing on looking outside of ourselves, you know, what really influenced you to start not just having fun, but also you know, looking for ways to make others have a brighter day or to serve others or to just see people around you?
2: Yeah. So a little background too. So I moved when I was 12 years old from Dallas, Texas and moved to Springville. And so it was kind of the exact timing of like, I'd kind of missed the first few weeks of middle school. So it was coming basically from my elementary school where I had grown up with a bunch of my friends Dallas to then kind of going into a brand new school brand new community where I didn't have any friends and I'm kind of a more like shy person and so that was just even more daunting to me to have to come into a new place and make friends and I just remember being those first couple weeks in middle school just being really self-conscious so much so that I, I would sit by myself in the school cafeteria and I would eat lunch by myself And I just remember like feeling so embarrassed, feeling like really alone. And, you know, I think it probably went on for maybe a week or two. Like it it seemed like it was forever, but it probably wasn't that long. To this day, I still remember their names. I still remember who they were. Two 12-year-old kids, Sterling Larson and Richard Warnick, came down to me one day and just sat next to me. And I don't remember like really what we talked about. We even didn't become like super close friends or instant friends in middle school. Like we did become friends later on. We didn't really necessarily hang out all the time, but it didn't really matter to me because like, for me, I was just craving someone to pay attention to me. And I just, it meant the world to have someone reach out to me. And I didn't feel like that loneliness anymore. And something I've never forgotten. I'm kind of older now, like it's been 20 years. And I still like, remember that experience. And I remember that exact moment. And those two people that just took a little bit of time, wasn't that big of a deal. They were friends. I could have sat anywhere. They just chose to sit with me and like, just made a huge impact in my life.
1: First of all, like breaks your heart because yeah. you know there's so many kids that experience that. And moving is so hard at that age. And I love that you still remember those two kids that came up to you. That is so impactful. Just one kind gesture completely can change someone's whole experience.
2: It just amazes me. Like that. that was so impactful to me like it was just one lunch that it didn't take much for them to do it but just because they were simply that kind it really did change my life in a lot of ways.
1: Do you think it helped you gain some confidence to start reaching out to find more friends or how did it go from there?
2: Yeah I think it did just having someone that like I think at least paid attention to me and like that I felt like I didn't feel like so awkward because I think when you're that lonely sometimes you get so much into your head. And so being able to have someone that at least notices you and like reaches out, then you stop focusing on that as much and then you can start focusing on like other people. It didn't take long. Like I'd gone to sports. I love soccer. So I started playing on a soccer team and got friends that way. And there was other ways I got friends just for that little moment in time. Like I really was kind of in this world by myself where someone was able to pull me out of that world, I guess.
0: I love those kids. I want to just hug both of them. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, oh, I want to go give those 12 year olds a high five.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So
0: awesome. You have a couple of fun things that you did in high school that I want you to kind of share. So these are like creative and fun ways that you connected with others. I mean, high school is a time when so many people are just caught up and worried so much about what others are perceiving them as. But these examples were so fun to me. So Why don't you share a couple of these fun things that you guys did to step out of yourselves?
2: We kind of talked about it before. My friends didn't take ourselves too serious. And so we just kind of had fun with stuff. So I had a friend named Will. One day he randomly showed up dressed in this hero costume with spandex, a mask, and a cape. (laughs) And he like taped this HB to his shirt. And we're like, what is this? And, like, he told us, he's, like, oh, I'm just a hugging bandit today. We're like, the hugging bandit? And he's, like, I'm just going to go run around and, like, hug random people all day long. So we just, like, sat there and watched him do it for, like, you know, every time there was a break. And then we even, like, dared him to go hug some, like, too cool for school football players. And he did it. And, like, they chased after him. It was just funny stuff like that. Um, but like, it's just funny that lots of people made their day just to have someone, like, do something so crazy like that. Again, yeah. it was just noticing them. And like then, doing like, something we did, kind. Yeah, it was kind we, too, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: our high school, we did some things that were entertaining that weren't as kind, just kind of <laughs> naughty. So I yeah. love that this is positive and it's yeah. hilarious at the same time. That's so funny.
2: Yeah. It was funny that at our high school, we had these staircases that you kind of like walk from the parking lot up to the school. And there was, like, this one designated staircase where, like, it was called the cool steps. Literally, we called it that. And so (laughs) you knew, like, didn't really go up those stairs unless you were, like, in the cool crowd. And we were just like, this is so lame. All of us other kids, it just feels like there's, like, this exclusion thing. And one day we're like, we should just make the second cool steps. And so, like, we made, like, a sign. taped it up on the wall and then we just like sat there and like watched like everyone come up those stairs we just like invited them to hang out again I was just letting people know like hey it doesn't matter who you are like you can come hang out with us and, again trying to make sure like people didn't feel like they were excluded
0: I you, love that
1: <laughs> you put up a sign that said the second coolest steps is that what yeah, you said we
2: did. <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> that is hilarious oh, and everybody's welcome in these steps yeah yeah
0: well, the kids that are on the coolest steps are probably like oh, this is a little silly, like, you know, but I love the example. It's awesome.
2: Yeah, Yeah, and then, like, there's just some other things we did. We had one friend that had, his parents had this rose garden, and so, like, we usually go home because we all live pretty close to, like, our high school, so we go home for lunch, and then his mom would let us go pick some of the roses, and so we would just, like, come back with a few roses each lunch break and, like, give them to just random girls, and so, um, just like fun stuff like that. that was just like, we didn't take ourselves too seriously, but I just have like good memories of doing stuff like that. And most of the friends that I had here, like it was just funny because one year, um, I think it was when I was a junior, we were kind of just like sitting in a chemistry class. And i I'll be honest, I wasn't the best student always. So we were kind of just joking around and we thought it'd be funny to like pass a note to a girl. And so I ended up writing a little note and then like drew a star and just the note said you're a star keep shining mm-hmm. and we were just kind of like joking about it but then like, after she told us i like it made her day and so then later that week we were like sitting the four of us in one of our friend's basements trying to study for like, ap history and doing some homework it wasn't really happening <laughs> and then like, we got the idea from that moment like we're like hey we should write these notes for like, a bunch of people and then like hand them out the next day and so like i don't know how we came across the name but we called ourselves. The Happy Police. <laughs> like, Kate,
0: okay, this, this story is like the story that made us call at you yeah. and ask you to come be on the show. Like, The Happy Police. Kate, okay, so keep going.
2: Yeah, so then each week we basically, like, we'd come up with like a fun, silly phrase like that, something like, a, you're, you're a star, keep shining, or there's other things like that. And then each week we would hand write out these little notes that then we'd hand out. Each of us had, like, our names. I was Major Moss. My friend was Sergeant Selby or Deputy Dave. Um, oh my god! And then because like that's what we do. Yeah, It's like a little too far, but
1: no, it's awesome. Um, How many are you doing of these?
2: We would do like a a couple hundred, and like wow, and uh we would like hand them out, and then like even we got a little bit more crazy, where like we started taking a few a week, and we'd actually like write big notes and have detailed things. We tell someone what we liked them about. We thought it was just fun and funny. It was just interesting because later on, like a few years after I graduated, when we were in college, and I met up with some of my friends, one of my buddies, Dave, had actually told us how he would run into a girl that went to high school with us. I didn't even really know her that well. And she had actually told him that after all these years, after being graduated from high school, that she still kept this note that we had given to her in high school in her wallet because it had made such a big difference in her life. It just blew me away. Again, I feel like it's, that was a moment where I had when I was like a 12 year old where someone didn't take a lot of time or effort to like reach out to me. This was like coming full circle. where now this person that we did like a kind of a silly thing, but also it was something that like actually touched her and like helped her, I think, get through some of the probably difficulties she had in like her life. So it was pretty cool.
0: I love the kindness behind it all. It was still fun, so it was like enjoyable for you guys, but the kindness is just killing me here because it is so easy to like prank people and have it be at somebody's expense, but so next level to have there be an element of kindness. You could have just done it and somebody might have thought that you were maybe making fun of them, but because you added a level of kindness and you were trying to be meaningful at the same time, I don't think anybody thought you guys were being insincere. I'm sure that they just loved that they were part of it and that it was fun and funny and light, but also just such kindness and love behind it. It was so inspiring to hear this story and we just knew we needed to share it with more teens because like, if one kid thought that this was a fun idea and did The Happy Police somewhere else, I would be so excited.
2: Yeah, it's awesome. It's funny because some of our younger siblings decided to do it in like junior high and they actually went pretty far with like they made like these sweatshirts that have actual logos of, like happy police on. it. so like <laughs> uh, that'd be so fun if someone else did this in their own high school.
0: That would be well, my whole year. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: not to mention, I'm just thinking of this girl that years later has this in her wallet. To me, that shows you the impact that this made. And that's just one thing that you know of. Imagine all the people that were touched that you don't know because some people go through the whole day and never had their name be said, never had someone look in their eyes and smile at them. And you don't know what one act of kindness, how that's going to really affect someone. She has it in her wallet, not just like threw it in a box at home in her wallet. That shows me that this girl needed to be seen that day. And for whatever reason that really impacted her, you guys, we can do these simple, small things that don't take much out of our day that can really change the course of someone's experience. And you can do that. Every day, you don't have to write 200 of these like Brandon did and pass them out. But you can look someone in the eye and you can write them a meaningful note like that, what you recognize in them. I love that. Thank you for sharing that, Brandon. It's the best story.
2: Yeah, totally.
0: So I also heard that you had a great way of making school dances not so high pressured, but thinking outside yourself instead of worrying so much about being the cool guy.
2: Yeah, I guess it was just kind of a way to, like, pay it forward for the things that, like, happened to me. It was fun. Like, all my friends, like, basically, we were all kind of, like, in student council. I think it goes back to, like, we could have focused on maybe trying to be popular more than we were or whatever. But instead of, like, trying to just ask fun friends or, like, make these dances with specific people I wanted to go out with, I just decided that it'd be cool to maybe, like, ask a few girls that weren't maybe getting asked to dances very often or ever. And so, yeah, like, I asked a girl that, like, was when our group of friends had never been asked, she'd asked like a bunch of guys out on dances, but never actually had been asked by a boy yet. So did that. And then like, I took a girl that um, was friends with, and she had cerebral palsy, Um, took a girl that was in the foreign exchange student group. It was interesting just to see like how much more like my dances became fun, because like, it wasn't really about impressing anyone or like, focusing on how to like be a part of the crowd or whatever but like it was just me being able to like really enjoy helping someone feel like important and like have a moment where like their high school life where like they felt like they were noticed and like could be going on a dance or maybe they may not have before so yeah anyways it was just really cool to like be a part of that and kind of see that impact too.
0: So when we heard about this both Tani and I were like Oh my gosh, can we do that over again? We cared way too much about getting asked by a certain guy, or maybe like looking the perfect way for the guy that you got asked by, or being upset that you didn't get asked by somebody else. It's just so dumb to not just be grateful and to focus on making somebody else feel important. I just think that that's so eye opening to look at this experience in a totally different light. And I love that example. So that was such a fun story to
1: hear about. Yeah, I really wish I had this advice years ago. (laughs) I think that would have changed the whole high school experience. All of these stories would have just opened my eyes in different ways. Brandon, I want to know how you found the courage at such a young age to be able to include people who don't always fit in and to really recognize other people and notice them and let them feel seen.
2: Yeah, good question. I mean, for me, it was kind of easier because I mean, I talked about being like a 12 year old and being lonely. But even like, in junior high school, I remember going to like these school dances and feeling so embarrassed to even ask girls to even dance and just being so, so embarrassed about that. Like every time there was like a would be a slow dance song, like I would literally like fake need to go to the bathroom and go get a drink. (laughs) I remember like feeling that way. I didn't feel Confident in myself, and I felt kind of awkward and on the outside. Oftentimes, I think that's when I became in, in a position where I feel like I could give back. It really became really easy for me because, for me, I thought about it where, like, in that moment when I was the 12 year old in middle school feeling lonely, I didn't care who talked to me. It was just about having someone. For me, like, it was really easy um, to be able to reach out to people that didn't have friends because they weren't judging you. They crave your attention. I craved attention and friendship. And so most of the time for these people, they're not picky. It's so easy to include them since they're not really looking to be impressed just to feel important. It was really fun because like then I didn't feel like I have to, had to be the most funny person or the most like interesting person. It was just focused on like if I can help them feel included that I'm doing a good job. So
1: Great perspective. And if you are looking outside yourself and looking at other people and you're not so worried about what you're going to say or how you're going to act or how funny you are, it just melts that away. It's all about just reaching out to someone else. And then you can open yourself up all that energy to have a good time. Yeah. So Brandon, we have a question that we ask all of our guests and it is, if you could give your teenage self one piece of advice, what would it be?
2: Yeah. So I remember like hearing a talk kind of when I was in high school and the speaker essentially said popularity ends on yearbook day, but respect lasts forever. And I just love that because I think there were definitely times where like, I think I was focused on trying to be the cool person and trying to figure out how to like be in a certain type of crowd. I just think if I could go back and tell myself that like, now where i'm out of high school i'm with a bunch of people that probably if like you look look at the people like i'm friends with or also people i'm at work they're a complete mix of all the different crowds that were in high school and like you don't even know anymore like there's no really notion of who's in which crowd it's just like people are just people now high school is not real life in many ways but i do think that like if i look back and i don't remember very many people that were popular and like why they were popular or why they were cool but like I mentioned before, I still remember the Sterling Larson's and the Richard Warnick's of my life and others that were kind to me. That's never been forgotten. And I think that's why I would go back and tell myself. Try to be as often as you can a Sterling Larson or Richard Warnick to other people because that's what matters and respect lasts forever.
0: Oh, that advice is going to stay in my mind.
2: Right? I love that quote,
1: popularity ends on yearbook day, but respect lasts forever people will remember what kind of person you were and yeah I want to be those two guys and I hope everyone listening can kind of keep that in mind thank you so much for sharing your stories Brandon I really think this is super impactful and we're grateful for your willingness to come on here and share this with our listeners
2: yeah absolutely
0: thanks so much Brandon it was awesome
2: yeah totally thanks for having me
0: This episode is brought to you by Teen Job Prep. If you are a teen wanting to find a part-time job, but aren't sure where to start, check out Teen Job Prep. They have a professional resume builder designed specifically for teens and video training so that you feel prepared to find a job and keep it with little or no experience. Go to teenjobprep.com and use the code BECOMING to get 10% off.